Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bienvenidos, señores y señores, to another episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast. This episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Everything from pro and college basketball to UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. And joining us on the Carne Asada is the manager of Team USA for the World Baseball Classic, Mark DeRosa. Mark, ¿cómo estás, amigo? Bien, ¿y tú? There we go. <laughs> Dropping the knowledge. Mark already gets the show. He already gets the show. Uh, so, Mark, first things first. I mean, there's a bunch of things we want to get into, but it seems like spring training is already in full action and people are already dropping like flies. Do you know if you're going to who do you have on your team yet? I mean, is everyone who's supposed to show up still scheduled to show up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've spoken. I mean, so many times to the 30 guys that that will be reporting on the sixth um, spoke to pitching coaches, managers, everybody. So tried to get to know them on a personal level, tried to, like I said, talk to their their actual position coaches see what makes them tick, what they like, what they don't like, and, and try and build a chemistry that way. But yeah, I saw, obviously, doing the Dodgers right here, my heart breaks for Gavin Lux. Um, he's a guy who's put in his time watching nightly. He's been kind of a, a jack-of-all-trades guy for Dave Roberts, and he was going to get his chance to play every day at shortstop for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And, and for him to go down yesterday is just... I mean, you, your heart breaks for him. Absolutely. Now, one of the things I find really interesting, Mark, is you had no managerial experience going into this, right? Mm -hmm. You get the gig because obviously you're a great interview. I mean, you uh, when you went in there for that job interview, you nailed it. But here's what happens when you're a former major leaguer, right? I heard you made a call to Jim Leland. And as oh, yeah. Jim Leland, like, hey, what, what am I getting myself into? I mean, that kind of access is great. Hey, look, Jim Leland to me will always be the cigarette in the dugout and then me cursing too. out Barry Bonds in spring training. So are you going to be cursing out Mookie Betts? Are you going to be pulling a Jim Leland? <laughs> no, but uh, that that's just a way. I don't know if I was raised that way, but I wanted everybody to kind of put their – piece of the puzzle in there he was the first call I made how what what was I get like I said what was I getting myself into then from there I wanted to pick away at the guys on the roster tell them how excited I was to have them be a part of it how humbled I was that Tony Regans chose me and kind of start to build a relationship that way see like I said see what makes them tick then I wanted to I called all the pitching coaches got a feel for how they want their player used, what their expectations are, and then in the process, talk to a bunch of managers as well. Um, I, I, I think for me, the beauty of this is some of the managers I had played with, the Dave Roberts of the world, so like I can call him and be ask him you know, pointed questions. Why did Mookie lead off? Why did Trey Turner bat third? Does Mookie like play? Yeah, can Mookie handle second base? I'm, I'm hearing a lot of buzz. He wants to play second. What makes Trey go? So it was just a lot of different things kind of going into it. But the two things that Jim Leland said to me is, not number one, you got to get them to come together as a team super fast. Like this – and I was a part of it in 09, and you get smacked in the face. Like you go from – kind of 10, 12 days of spring training, getting used to putting cleats back on your feet and getting over to general soreness. For a lot of these guys, spring training numbers do not matter. So you're working on things in the game. You're sitting on certain pitches. You're trying to execute different things. You're not concerned about making a team. 
this is like going to smack you in the face playoff baseball. He said, so that's got to be kind of reiterated to him. And number two, you got to do your best to keep these guys healthy. So I wanted to, to pick away at their coaches as to how, how do we accomplish kind of both tasks. Alicia, he already sounds like a manager, right? I so it's love like, it. like the minute he's done coaching and managing a, a U, Team USA, he's probably going to get a gig in Major League Baseball. No uh, what do you think, Alicia? Just <laughs> go no, but yeah, seriously, already has it down. I'm pumped up, and I'm not on the roster. Um, I love that you mentioned the roster, how you're picking the brains of the coaches, especially those pitching coaches. I know you're not supposed to have favorites because, you know, I'm a parent and I've coached Little League. You never have favorites, but be honest. I'm going to put you on the spot. Are there certain players on this Team USA team that as soon as you heard they were in, you were like, yes. Like first ones that come to mind. Well, I, I think I, I'll answer that two part. Obviously, Mike Trout is everyone <laughs> wants to be around him. But I think my phone calls with these guys have made me fall in love with with certain guys. Like I'll tell this story real quick. I'm sitting on my couch. This is about two, three months ago. And I get a FaceTime from a number 11 o'clock at night. I get a FaceTime and I do not know what this number is. And I'm like, do I answer it? Do I not? I usually would have let it go. And I, and I, and I answered it and it was Lance Lynn. He was at a hunting camp. He had had a few pops and he wanted to let me know how bad he wanted to be on this team. Uh, and I had never spoken to him in my life. And he was with the beard. And he goes, Dero, I've been waiting for this opportunity since it passed me by in 17. I I'm willing to fight for you. All, all those different things. So when I hung up the phone, when I hung up the phone, I'm like, man, Lance Lynn's on this team. Like, that's who I want to be around. I mean, I get it. You wanted like cast a wide net and get the superstars at a game. But if their heart's not wanting to put USA across their chest and to go out there and, and, and to, and to give me, you know, kind of their heart, yeah. I'll ride or die with the Lance Lynn's of the world. So that to me was an awesome moment. And then the last guy I got on the phone was Mookie Betts. This guy hides. <laughs> he does. What? And my expectations when I talked to him, I was blown away. It was like not what I was expecting. He couldn't have been more kind of thoughtful and put team first. And this is what I'm thinking. This is this is he was so open and honest with me about what his expectations were and how he wanted to be handled. And I just hung up the phone like blown away. Like, why is this guy not more of a vocal leader within his own clubhouse? Because I know he kind of that shies away from it, but it's not his M.O., Right. But damn, just being around him, he could certainly carry the room whenever he wanted. I love that. I love to hear that excitement, um, that passion for it. And it's coming up really quick, right? It's yeah. just around the corner. Juan and I were just discussing about that same scenario. I don't know. It just seems like there's more ex excitement about this upcoming WBC from the players, from the superstars, as well as baseball fans. Do you feel that way? Do you do? You, do you, is that the vibe you're getting? Yeah, I think for me, when I did it in 2009, it was the second time they had done it. And I just don't think that it was treated the way it's treated now. And this is just my personal opinion. I think Team Japan, the Latin American teams, there has been this like huge like desire to want to win this thing. And I think it is kind of rubbed off on the U.S., and 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 it's it's just different now. I when we showed up, our pitchers were not in shape. They were preparing for a season, not preparing to win that game. And it does come back to bite you when you play the teams like the Japans, like the the Dominicans, like the, the, they're ride or die on this thing. So I think their kind of passion has created this groundswell. And then you get some of the the game's greats, like the Mike Trout's committing two three months in advance. Yeah. And it kind of builds like this, this, this perfect storm. So I, I do believe like, does it ever get to world cup kind of soccer feel? I would hope, I would hope, but I also <laughs> understand why teams are reluctant right, to give us like, you know, 
some of their pitching. It's it's not easy. I understand. Like Clayton Kershaw did everything in his power to pitch for us. Yeah. And, I mean, there would have been nothing better than seeing that big monster get on the mound and do his set and everything. But I also understand that if he goes down in something like this, then you know how that impacts the Dodgers season. So I don't know how you get the perfect, you know, perfect rosters for every team. You're seeing guys drop off every day and you kind of understand it. But I'm just I'm just super fired up for the guys that that are on our roster and truly want to do it. And in talking to them, it's like I cannot wait to meet these guys on the seven. I love it. I love it. One, I know you're pumped up. Are you going to tell us which game you're looking forward to the most? <laughs> well, that's funny that you say that because, you know, I luckily I will be there for all the Pool C games. I had no problems getting tickets for my Mexico versus Colombia or for America versus Great Britain. But let me tell you, my wallet is hurting for that Mexico versus uh, America game. Yeah. And, you know, you go on the website, there's no tickets available. So I got to go through StubHub. So, Mark, you know, we talked to Benji Gill, who's managing Team Mexico. And he told us, you know, hey, what are the rivalries in this thing? That I know it's the fifth year doing this. So maybe it's not long enough to build rivalries. But I know the Dominicans and the Puerto Ricans have heat. Mm. Mexico and, the, and those... You know, those nasty Canadians a, a few years back got in a brawl. You know, don't, well, I remember that. That's right. Is it? So is there a rival? I mean, why is it so hard to get tickets to Mexico versus uh, the United States, Mark? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's funny. And talking to Merrill Kelly, who's on our pitching staff, he was pining to pitch in that game um, because it had been sold out. And he's a D-back. And, you know, he was kind of politic in the pitch in that game. I look at it like this. It's seven games in 11 days. Obviously, the USA is, is always going to be the hunted in this thing. I'm, I want to flip the script. Like, I don't care if we're playing Great Britain, Dominican, Mexico, Colombia. I respect them all. But, I mean, I want to pound them. Like that's <laughs> period. Like, that's that's the way I'm going in. And, those, and, and that's my thoughts. It's It's just... It's too quick. You got. I, I see the rosters. Obviously, the Dominican is stacked. Japan has won this thing multiple times, and I'm sure those guys have played together for a long time. I just, I don't know. I, res, I, I will not treat Great Britain any different than that game, than Mexico. I will, I will not. I can't allow myself to think. I'm not, I've never done this before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I've heard you say this, and I love this expression, uh, Mark, you, about being in the fight. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I, you know, talking to you here, you, you had that kind of intensity. It kind of makes me think a little bit of an old school manager of Tommy Lasorda. And it doesn't seem like we have old school managers in Major League Baseball anymore. The ones that are going to be like just throwing F-bombs and cursing everybody <laughs> out. I, I mean, is that... Are you still trying to find your style? And is, is what is being in the fight all about for you? Well, I think for me, I say that a lot on TV because a lot of us, you know, I do my best to kind of do my research and text guy, but you're, you're not in the dugout. You're, you're, that's why I mean, like, if you're not in the fight with these guys on a daily basis and know what makes them tick and what's going on in their personal lives, then you could do your best on TV to represent what you think, but you don't truly, truly know. I, I think the biggest thing for me is, is I always go back to a speech in like big moments. Teddy Roosevelt did this speech, man in the arena. And it's like the cold and the last line, he says the cold and timid souls that'll never know victory or defeat. So it's like, everyone has an opinion but unless you got, if you're in that dugout fighting for like trying to win the ball game and how hard it is. And I have just have so much respect for the players and what they do and how they do it and go about it. And I wanted to be in, I wanted to be in a fight with them. I thought this was a perfect opportunity to, to kind of get in there and get them motivated and kind of give them a, a, a three week experience. I, I, that was my biggest thing to, to the U S USA kind of higher ups to Paul Seilers, Tony Regans. I wanted to create an experience that they're going to walk away from this being like, A, I want to do it again. 
and B, that was the like best three weeks of of my career because I remember in 09 when I left, man, I that's that was priceless. I hit in a batting practice group with Derek Jeter and Jimmy Rollins and 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 David Wright and Dustin Pedroia for for three straight weeks, and I was like, like. That was just crazy. That was crazy to me. So I, I just really appreciated the opportunity and 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 want to give these guys the same thing. Okay, we want to be respectful of your time, Mark. So we're going to wrap up the show the way we always wrap up the show. We have a segment called our kickback questions. You know, we call ourselves the carne asada because we just hang out in the backyard, make cooking some carne asada and just talking shit about baseball. So, so here it is, Mark. These are quick, rapid fire questions. If you right. want to be more in depth with them, by all means, do it. But okay. there was this rumor that you wanted to get guest speakers, and in particular, the USA Dream Team. So, if you had your choice, who do you have going in there talking to them? Jordan or Larry Bird? And I say Larry oh, Bird my. because of uh, the the legend of the smack talk that he yeah. is known for <laughs> with all due respect to Larry bird. I think he's the, I mean, these guys would flip out if MJ walked in the room. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm doing my best. There, there will be some special guests that will kind of walk through that. That I think that's, that's big. I mean, God, we got Ken Griffey jr. As our hitting coach. That's a, that's a wow. kind of a, a stunner from, from jump, but yeah, I just wanted people associated with why you why do you want to be a part of the USA team? Why are you representing that across your chest? I want that to play a part in this. So yeah, some of the dream team guys, um, kind of maybe a military feel to kind of bring them why we do this. Uh, yeah, I'm listen. I, I'm a football player at heart. <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> always been my kind of mentality, and I always said this. Over the course of 162 games, I, I always knew where I stood as a player. I was kind of like a little tick above average at times and kind of riding that line. But in a sprint, anybody can be a hero. So I always felt like in the big games, it was kind of who wanted it more and who could control their emotions more. And I always felt that football mentality kind of won out. Yeah. You can't do it for a buck 62. You cannot. You can't, you can't try and rah-rah a Tuesday at PNC Park in Pittsburgh with a spattering of fans, but you can do it for this. One, right. I'm getting like Kirk Gibson vibes right there, right? Uh, uh, this is why you guys haven't won anything because of this attitude. <laughs> you mentioned football, so it leads me into my next question because you are a, a known Cowboys fan. Oh, yeah. And you got Mike Trout, who's Mr. Philadelphia Eagle. So are you going to make Trout cry? Is it going to come down to blows as you show up the first angle? Hey, how did those Eagles do in the Super Bowl? No, because I got no leg to stand on. We were texting <laughs> back and forth the whole playoffs. After San Francisco bounced my my Cowboys, he was the first one to text me. Um, I've, I've sent him texts like, hey, you know, where do you want to hit in the lineup? And don't write back, you don't, you know, it doesn't matter. And he always writes back, it doesn't matter. Hey, what BP group you want to hit in? Doesn't matter. I said, hey, that's what Nick Sirianni would say. Give me a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> There's been some back and forth, but the Eagles, the Eagles are tough. No, no doubt. See, I like that answer. You know, everybody makes fun of me because, unfortunately, I am a, a Raiders fan. And it's like, you just have to own up to the fact that, hey, my team sucks. What am I going to sit here and pretend like they don't suck? I like that answer. He doesn't have a leg to stand on, you know, the Cowboys. It's All right, a like, uh, honest for a Cowboys fan. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There you go. All right, last one, Mark, before we let you go. Uh, on this show, we're about the Dodgers, we're about L.A., but we're about tacos. So we need to know what is your favorite taco and where do you go to get that taco? Being that, I mean, you played on a lot of teams, so there's a lot of places in this country then that might give us good tacos that we don't know about. Oh, that's a tough question. I mean, my wife's from Houston. They have great Tex-Mex down there. I'm a big like I, I keep I keep it original. I don't try and go crazy. I'm fajitas or I'm, I'm pulled chicken tacos or or you know ground beef tacos. Um, but best place, 
Anywhere, anywhere where there's a beach, carne asada tacos and a Corona. I'm there good. you go. <laughs> that is a very good answer. So there you have it, folks. The manager and known cowboy supporter of Team USA, Mark DeRosa. Mark, best of luck to you uh, in this tournament. We we hope we're look. I mean, look. I was just talking to Babyface after this. Hey, you guys win Pool C. Congratulations. You're going to get Puerto Rico or Dominican Republic in, in, in the quarterfinals. So there's just no let up in this tournament. So best of luck to you. And thank you for your time. No, thanks for having Mark. me. <laughs> Good luck, man. And a big thank you again to Mark DeRosa, the manager of Team America, uh, for joining us on the show. He seems... Um, Pretty gung ho and uh, and very energetic and optimistic, right, Alicia? Yeah, I was loving his energy. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, you hear words thrown around about Mark DeRosa, words like intense, but it was a good kind of intense, like a positive, like let's win, let's fight kind of. I, I respond to that, right? Like he's a leader, I think. I mean, I'm it's good. it's interesting because I wonder how that type of energy is going to play with a team full of superstars because for the first time i think team usa is made up of superstars that are playing in this tournament before it was just you know major leaguers and all that stuff but do you think that that kind of stuff is going to play with the mike trouts of the world the nolan arenados the paul goldschmidt's i mean modern day baseball now i feel like they don't really respond to that type of manager anymore well, what if they get transported back to when they were coming up and playing, you know, youth sports? Didn't you have coaches like that? I mean, it's not I can't believe that none of our stu our superstars on Team America have not dealt with coaches that are like get in, get out. Actually, we don't even know if the Mark DeRosa that spoke with us is who they're going to get. What if he actually is different on the field, in the clubhouse, in the dugout with the guys? You know, like as a collective, he might be like, yeah, like rah-rah, but maybe one-on-one, -on -one, he's a little more, um, you know, chill. But I like it. I think, I mean, you guys are the, the men here. You're the, is that something? You're using that word very loosely there, Alicia. I mean, <laughs> you, you guys, I guess, are men. So. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying because I'm the female, and I, I have coaches like that. And, you know, so... I respond to direction, to strength, and I think he does give off that vibe. But I totally understand what you're you're saying. The baseball players now are younger. They have been superstars since they were young, right? Like we're talking high school, college, they're just treated different. So what do you think, baby face? Is that somebody would you follow Mark DeRosa if you were on Team USA? Yeah, I mean like I told you guys going into it, I mean, I had a, a vision of him kind of being that type of guy, like that type of leader, kind of he's just, he's all business. And I think that's the type of guy that he is with, with the players. And I think I think they're going to respond to that because the players know, like, you know, he was, he was talking about, you know, this is quick. It's going to go quick, right? It's, it's under like two like two weeks, right? This whole tournament's yeah. going to end in two weeks. So th this thing's going to go quick. So they know that they got to come in. And they got to be ready. I mean, it's going to be like playoff action, right? And from the get go, right? You know, you got to get past that first round, and then after that, it's single elimination, right? You you can't yeah. lose after that. So it's going to be quick. They they know that you know if they want to get to that ultimate goal uh, of repeating as 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 the the champions, they got to be ready. And I mean, it's interesting that. Uh, the United States, I don't think them being the defending champions, they're under they're the underdogs still. I don't think they're favored, right? Do you guys think that they're favorite? No, I think the Dominicans are still favored. Uh so it is interesting, but I think the reason maybe why the United States is not favored in this is because of the pitching. I, I think there's a lot of question marks when it comes to their pitching. Not that they were depending, I think, a lot on Kershaw, but it, it it's a short tournament. These guys aren't built up, so you're not going to let them go deep into games. And what did Mark DeRosa tell us a lot, right? A lot of this is negotiation with the teams. He wants to make sure that these guys, his the, the important thing is that he returns these players healthy back to their teams. So he's not going to push any of these guys. So because of that, you're going to need depth 
right? And I don't know if the U.S. has that depth at pitching. So but, maybe they're going to have to rely on their offense to carry them through this is, tournament. Is there any team, though, that you think has a really strong, like, rotation? Like, I mean, I, the Dominican, they had trouble, right, getting guys in there as well. Like, I yes, don't think they did. So but the I don't Japanese, think... I think the Japanese do have that depth. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, is Japanese baseball is legit. I mean, there's a lot of people from Japan that come to play in the Major League Baseball, and they have success. They can hold their own. So there's a lot of guys that we don't know about in Japan that I'm sure they do have access. And it's one of those things that I want to get into. I don't know if you guys got a chance to read Molly Knight's article that she put out this week. I think it's being misinterpreted a a little bit because I do think people just read the headline. And she was talking about this because the top pitchers in Major League Baseball aren't participating in Team America that maybe people aren't taking this tournament seriously. If they would have their top pitchers in this tournament, maybe there would be a little more legitimacy to it. And friend of the carne asada, Juan Toribio, he, I don't, did you see the tweet, baby face? Toribio went after it. And he's like, tell that to the Dominican. Tell that to people in Japan. They take this tournament very seriously, and that's why I think you're going to see depth on the Japanese side because to them, this isn't just a fun little thing. To them, they they take this tournament serious. They've won it twice. Yeah. I mean, I think all the other countries take this seriously. Like I said, this is the first year that the U.S. seems to, like, they're all in, right? That This is the first year that they really want to do this and, and win this thing. I mean, and as far as pitching depth, I mean, you know, the U.S. The US had a couple guys, you know, drop out, right? They had Kershaw mm-hmm. drop out. They had Cortez drop out. Um, I mean, I don't know what other picture, pitchers could have they have selected, you know, to, to, to make, you know, the depth a little stronger. I mean, you know, I mean, like I said, it, it's really tough. Like, guys are just – they're in spring training, what, two, three weeks, right? And to get ready yeah. for a tournament, I mean, that, that's always going to be tough. That's why I think depth is important because you're not going to have these guys give you a lot of innings. You're going to have them maybe go three, four, max, right? So that's why if you have good pitchers, that you have more pitchers that can carry you, it's going to be like bullpen games. I mean, it's... it's, it's what I, are I you mean, what, saying, what, Juan? Are you saying USA has no chance? Come on! <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> well, if there if there are a bunch of Tom Needed fears and go, well, there was no way we were going to win Game Seven, anyways. John Tudor's on the mound. Well, yeah, not with that attitude. Look, I still think they're going to come out of their pool. I right. think it's going to get really interesting when baby, like when Baby Fizz said, when you get out of pool play and it is single elimination. And I mean, let's get into it, Baby Face. Put up the 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 bracket, would you here? Now, it has already started. Pool A and Pool B have already had games started. And so I'm going to give you guys a really quick update so far. So in Pool A, the Dutch Netherlands is 2-0. So they're looking really good to come out of that pool. Okay. In second base, the in second place, the Italians right now are 1-0. So they still have a fighting chance. I think Panama has surprised people. In that, uh, they're one and one. Chinese Taipei, I think, um, was one that I think people expected to maybe get out of that pool, but they're 0 and 1. And the Cubans, the Cubans are 0 and 2. It almost seems right now, mathematically, uh, unless the Netherlands has a meltdown, it, la- it looks like the Cubans are already eliminated. Do you have, are you surprised at all so far in what's going on in Pool A, Alicia? I am surprised by the Cuba, you know, how it's going so far for them. I did not see that coming. And I did not pay any attention to the Netherlands. So completely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, this is how it's supposed to go, right? Like that's, unless it's Cuba, I mean, but the rest of them, I mean, we saw, you know, who big shot Otani this morning, right? Or if you watch four in the morning. (laughs) And I didn't expect that outcome. <laughs> I mean, did Japan look good in their first game? So in Pool B, Australia pulled up a huge upset, beating the Koreans. 
So Australia and Japan are right now on top of Pool B. Now, mind you, they've only played one game. The Czech Republic has yet to play a game, so we don't know what's going on with the Czech Republic. And let me know who had the Czech Republic being a baseball power on their bingo card, because that that is a surprise to me. Wait, 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 wait. Um, I dated, I went on two dates with a young man who came to America to play baseball from the Czech Republic. So I was actually looking at that team. So, so I'm let's not do, sure why I Let's that do out. a little love connection here, Alicia. And how did it go? How did the date go with Mr. Czech Republic baseball player? He was super, super sweet and super kind and just amazed at the lack of trees here in our country. He <laughs> <laughs> kept looking around like, where are your forests? And I was like, oh, you got to drive to get to those. Yeah, we had... You know, two two dinners, really nice guy, and and he really loved baseball. I mean, he left his family and everything to come play baseball here. But there was no love connection there. No, not he didn't. He didn't get a third date. So what was the deal breaker? Um, I just I was busy, and I just I don't. God, he wasn't a cholo. He wasn't a cholo. No, stupid. No. You know, I, 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 I'm going to say something that I find myself still saying to this day. Maybe I need to take that to a therapist. I was busy. And if it doesn't go like boom right away, I don't put the effort in. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm in school. I'm working in the morning radio. I have a kid. I have a nighttime job at Havana House at a bar. Like I just did not put any effort in. So. He sent me gifts for a while from the Czech. When he'd go home, I got calendars from the Czech Republic and like a snow globe. Really sweet. Very sweet man. And for those of you wondering, we will not tolerate any love connection messages to Alicia right now. We keep it here to sports. So don't try to slide into her DMs or anything like that. Let's keep it professional here, people. She just shared a little bit of her personal life with us. And and, and that's enough. Not everyone has to get married, you know. I'm good. <laughs> there, there, and we're going to save that for another show because right. I feel that's going to that's going to open a can of worms. Unless you could get me tickets to the USA Mexico game. Oh, just okay. Kidding. All right, so here we go. Let, that's a, that, that's a perfect segue to the other side of the bracket. So okay. the other side of the bracket, Pool C and Pool D, is is going to get on. It, it, the games start this weekend and. I will be there for Pool C games. I will be in Arizona this weekend, and La Presenza de Picolandia might surprise me. She's yeah. really making me wait for the very last minute, so I might just be in the stadium, and she might have a clear bag with her again, <laughs> and then be like, hey, Juan, I'm here. So, uh, But in Pool C, we have America, we have Mexico, we have Colombia, we have... La Cañada or Canada, as some people, and we have Great Britain. Right. Now, in Pool D, which might be easily El Grupo de la Muerte, because Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, baby faces Israel team, which he's picking as a dark horse, and then Nicaragua is on there. So, I the to me, these are the very... To me, it's very lopsided. I feel the right side, the the bracket on the right side is very top-heavy compared to the bracket on the left side. I would have loved to have seen Mexico in Pool A, uh, but I digress. So I will be at three games this weekend. I will be at the Mexico-Colombia game. I will be at America versus Great Britain. And then the Sunday night game, which is already sold out. Now, I have not heard of any other games selling out. Some of the video that I've seen, it looks like uh, the teams in Pool A and Pool B are not draw- are not drawing. But I will correct myself: the Japan game at the Tokyo Dome did look nuts. Uh, it looked like those fans were out there supporting. In Taiwan, it looked like it was a little different story. Uh, but it looks like there is huge anticipation for that Mexico uh, America game. Yeah. Those are the two teams that I think are coming out of Pool C. Uh, Alicia, what do you think? Who's coming out of Pool C for you? You, I agree with you 100%. That is what I think. That is what my dad and I were just talking about. Like, my dad is trying to get out of an event to go to the game on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't think he's going to make it. My mom won't let him. 
Well, yeah, that's, I agree with you. What about you, Babyface? Yeah, USA and Mexico out of Pool C. I think that's the the favorites there. Uh, so let's move over to Pool D. I think, uh, so the Dominican Republic is favored, I think, in this tournament. So think- obviously they are favored to come out of Pool D. Now the question is, is who's going to be that second team? Uh, I think it's probably between Puerto Rico and Venezuela. Uh, but a, a lot of people seem to be down uh, on the Puerto Ricans in, in this tournament. Uh, Venezuela, I think, it, it, these are teams that participated in, el, in La Serie del Caribe. So they are a little bit familiar with each other. So th- I feel like they beat each other up in that. But I still think, I'm going to go chalk. I think the, the Dominican and Puerto Rico are going to be the ones coming out of Pool D. Alicia, what do you think? So that was my first reaction as well. And um, shout out to the homie, J-Dubs. He's like, don't sleep on my Knicks. Like, he he thinks that Nicaragua Nicaragua is the dark horse. That's who. But, um, yeah, I mean, I I think that's what's supposed to happen. Is that okay to say? Is that safe to say? But you know what? You never know with the other teams. Because like you said, these teams have played together, the other team. And so maybe that familiar, familiar... Because they're familiar with one another. Look, I just finished hot yoga. You're lucky I put makeup on. Okay? <laughs> I'm dehydrated. Um, but yeah, I um, I know the Dominican is uh, favored. In fact, I saw my first Dominican flag uh, at a, I live by Dodger Stadium. And there was a cat skateboarding right there. Cool dude. He had a big, beautiful afro, and he was rocking his Dominican flag. And in my brain, I'm like, oh, what if he's watching baseball? <laughs> it's just me. Like, everything is baseball. But I was like, hey, maybe he's that's for the WBC. Anyway, I'm I'm corny like that. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, who, go. Do you, who do you got coming out of Pool D? Yeah, so, yeah, I guess you got you to gotta go with the favorites, the Dominican there, and then... Venezuela, Puerto Rico. I think it's Puerto Rico. I mean, I'd like to see Israel. You know, because they're they're great supporters of this podcast. You know, you know, come through with a couple of victories there. I mean, they 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 did. Was it in seventeen or the one before that where they they, they did, did surprise? Good, yeah, it was right? the last one. It was the so last I one. mean, I know Jock's on that team, right? Jock's on the Israeli yeah. team. So I mean, they you know they might you know they might you know put up a good fight against a couple of these teams and, you know, might win a couple of games, but I still think the probably Dominican and Puerto Rico. All right. So let's go into the quarterfinals. I think America is going to end up winning pool C. So that means America is going to end up playing the runner up of pool D, which I think is going to be the Puerto Ricans. So we're going to have America versus the Puerto Ricans, which was a rematch of the final the, in the last World uh, Baseball Classic. And then in the other bracket, I think we're going to see the Dominicans versus Mexico. So coming out of those quarterfinals to the semifinals, for me, on that side of the bracket, I think we're going to end up seeing, well, I think, what a lot of people want to see, and that's America versus the Dominicans. Yes. What, what do you got, Alicia? Same. You, you just... That's uh, that's what I think is going to happen as well. And I know that that's what a lot of people I talk to and and hang out with and my family included, they think that's what's going to happen as well. And my parents were at that game, the USA-Puerto Rico. My mom still says it was the most fun she ever had at that stadium. <laughs> she ain't lying, man. The Puerto Ricans took over because the final was at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. And the Puerto Ricans were throwing a party. Like they had yeah. music. They were like dancing in, in in the concession stand lines, it, it was the energy was palpable, and I thought the Puerto Ricans were going to win that game because of the energy that you felt on the Puerto Rican side. But America, America came through. Uh, Babyface, who do you got going uh, into the quarterfinals and then into the semis? Yeah, so I'm going to be the same, right? Uh, Dominican and the U.S. I mean, it's a shame that that's going to be like. A quarterfinal. I mean, that's like okay. a right. That's going to be a semifinal. Um, yeah, well, it's the same. They'd be like in the semifinals, right? Like yeah. you see that matchup. Like 
coming out of the out of that round. I mean, cause that's that's like a final right there, right? Yeah. But I mean, and it's a shame that one of those teams is gonna not make it to the finals from from that from that round. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the other side of the bracket. Uh, I know some of these games have already started, so that may influence your decision. As I mentioned to you before, all I really care about is Pool C, but uh, maybe we should have done this a little bit earlier with Pool A, but Pool B. But, hey, guys, we were too busy interviewing Fernando Valenzuela. Check out that episode if you haven't checked it out yet. Um, so I in Pool A, the Netherlands has already got it. Uh, I mean, like I said, they would have to have a major letdown to not make it. So it's going to be who is going to be that second team coming out of pool A. And I'm right now leaning towards the Panamanians, Panama. Panama. So I think I think it's Netherlands and Panama are going to come out of that. Uh, in pool B, I think Japan obviously is coming out of that. The Australians, I think, are feeling themselves. We still don't know what we have with uh, uh, Alicia's ex in the Czech Republic. They have yet to play a game. So we uh, we shall see, but I I still think the Koreans are probably going to bounce back and they'll get in as the runner up in that. So as the runner up, they're going to end up facing the Netherlands in the quarterfinals, uh, and then in the other, it's going to be Japan versus Panama. I have Japan beating them and moving to the semis, and in between uh, the Netherlands and and Korea. I think Korea is going to beat them. So I have Japan versus Korea in the semis. What, Alicia, what do you got? I was just, I was trying to think of another way to say I agree. <laughs> I, concur. <laughs> I concur. I concur. I concur. I yes. Ditto. I, ditto. There you uh, go. <laughs> is that your answer too, Babyface? Well, I don't know. In, in pool A, Originally, I thought it would have been, I thought it was going to be like the Netherlands and Cuba. Uh-huh. But after we've seen how Cuba's been playing, I think it's going to be probably Netherlands. I wonder if Italy has a shot. I'm going to go like, with Italy. You're such a homer just because of Piazza, huh? Well, you know, they, they, are, they are growing mustaches. So the Super Marios are going to be out there. So you don't know. They might have that mustache power that could put that. So you might be right. Uh, has Panama played? Have they, have yeah, they Panama's they one and one right now. Oh, they're one and one, and Italy, Italy's one and zero, right? Yeah, Italy's one and zero. You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Italy in that one. So Netherlands okay. and Italy, okay. and then Japan and Korea in Pool B. So right. then, so then we'd have uh, Netherlands and Korea. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm gonna go Netherlands. Okay. And then and then. Uh, and then Italy and Japan. Japan and Japan. Okay. So then you got Japan versus the Netherlands in one semifinal. We got America versus the Dominican Republic in another semifinal. I have Japan versus Korea in one semifinal. So I think the championship game is going to be Japan versus the Dominicans. And I think it's the year of Otani it's just going to build up how much more money he's we're going to pay this guy. I think Otani's going to lead Japan to winning the World Baseball Classic. Their third. It'll be their them winning their third. Alicia, what do you got? Yes and yes. I agree. <laughs> I wish I had some hot take or some like inside insider information, but I I agree with you. That's how it's supposed to play out in my brain. Baby, baby face, face. you want to be so, different? So I have, well, I'm, I already have Japan, Netherlands, right? In the, in the semis, right? Yeah. So I, I think Japan will win that, get to the finals. And then U.S. and the Dominican in the other semi. I'm going America. All right, America. Japan and America in the final. So we got a rematch of World War II. All right, awesome. Let's do it. And I think America is going to win it. Is it, aren't those the odds in Vegas, right? They have Japan and USA in the final. Is that what the odds are? I'm pretty God, sure. If we only had a sponsor from Vegas who could tell us what the odds are on things. 
All right, so that we're locking it in. We haven't gotten into Alonzo's picks. We'll reach out to Alonzo and we'll get his picks and we'll put them on our social media. So make sure you guys are following the Bleed Loves podcast on the Twitters, on Instagram, and following ourselves, Alicia, Babyface, and myself on there. So just for the record, I have uh, Japan versus the Dominican in the final with Japan winning. Alicia has the same. Babyface has Japan versus America, and he has King Kong defeating Godzilla uh, in that game. So he's going with with America. We'll get Alonso's picks. Before we wrap things up, uh, one of the things that I forgot to mention from the Mark DeRosa interview that I found really interesting was his thoughts on Mookie Betts and how Mookie Betts was very gregarious and he just really enjoyed his his energy. And it seems now Mookie's going to be playing second base uh, for Team America in the World Baseball Classic. And we heard Dave Roberts said that they think, correct me if I'm wrong on this, babyface, but I think he said 50 games uh, he expects Mookie to play at second base this season. Uh, what I thought was really interesting, Mark DeRosa was kind of hinting, or maybe I read in this, read into this a little too much, was that he viewed Mookie as a leader. And I found that interesting because that's what we want him to be on the Dodgers. But we keep having this conversation that maybe that's just not the kind of player that Mookie is. Alicia, am I reading too much into that? I think what I read into it is not he. Okay. I think Mark was saying, I wish Mookie was more of a leader. That's what I got from okay. it. Okay, all right. And I was like, yes, yes, and <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, I mean, am I wrong? Maybe I need to go back and listen to it myself. I'll be I'll be listening. Um, I, I, he said really great, nice things about Mookie, right? Saying, like, what yeah. a great guy he was and how he enjoyed speaking with him. And I'm pretty sure the way I understood it is – like too bad Mookie isn't more of a leader or he wishes maybe too bad's not the right way. He, he, he didn't say it, you know, he wasn't trying to disparage Mookie, but he did say, and he followed that up quickly. Didn't he Mark? He followed that up quickly with, uh, but that's not his yeah. style or that's not what he's about. But I wish too, that Mookie was more of a leader. So I'm with you, Mark DeRosa. Uh, yeah, no, I think you're right. I think I, uh, I, I, I did not word that correctly. I, I, it's not that he's expecting him to be the leader. I think you're right. I think it's more he wants him uh, yeah. to be a leader. Uh, but babyface, you want to be the tiebreaker? Yes, he was saying he kind of he wants him to kind of be more yeah that more vocal leader. He wants to see that come out more on the Dodgers staff, like because he's been raving about Mookie Betts. If you haven't yeah. heard, like he's been just raving about who he is, the type of player he is. I mean, he's just been raving about him. And, you know, and I think, yeah, you know, especially with the departure, you know, of like we said, of, of JT, um, we need that leader. We need somebody to to step up and, and become that leader. And, and I mean, there's, there's different types of leaders, right? I mean, Mookie can become a leader just, you know, the way he goes out there, by example, the way he plays the game. And, 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 and you know, he that's maybe that's the type of leader he is. You know, and there's other guys that would be, Maybe a little bit more vocal type of leader, but I think Mookie cannot definitely step up and and be one of the leaders on the team this year. I mean, that's what we have Freddie Freeman for. Yeah, I mean that it's going to be interesting this year because without Justin Turner there, like it is, and you know, friend of the Cardenasada, Dylan Hernandez has told us this. It is now Mookie and Freddie Freeman's team. I think before everyone said oh, it was either. It was Justin Turner's team or it was Clayton Kershaw's team or it was both. But now everybody's just like, it's Mookie and Freddie's team. It's not one individual's team. It always seems to be a duo, right? And maybe they just complement each other's approach and each other's energy. But I feel like both of those dudes are easygoing, laid-back dudes. I don't think Freddie Freeman or Mookie are hard asses that, that had. And to tell you the truth, I don't... I mean, yeah, probably Kershaw is a red ass, you know, because he's intense and stuff like that. But it that's, is curious to see how this team is, is going to look this year. I mean, would you picture JT being like, I don't think JT was like. Yeah, no. You know, and and, and uh, hopefully JT feels better. I don't know if you guys saw, I got hit by a pitch the other day. Yes. 16 stitches. Um, luckily, he didn't have to shave his beard and, and he said no, uh, no, he didn't lose any chiclets, so. 
He's good. Yeah. <laughs> so the update on Justin Turner is he didn't have to shave his beard, I guess, which was the most important thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Samson. So, there you go. So there you have it. That's going to do it for this episode. Keep an eye out to see if La Princesa de Picolandia joins me. This weekend in Arizona for the World Baseball Classic. I will also be at Dodger Spring Training this weekend. So make sure you're following our socials uh, to get updates on the World Baseball Classic and Spring Training Adventures from the Bleed Lows podcast. Uh, while you're at it, if you've come across this, you've just stumbled here on YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can watch all our episodes. And then while you're driving on the car, if you don't want to watch on YouTube, you don't want to listen, we have the audio podcast that you can subscribe to. So why don't you just subscribe to both of them? Okay. And that'll just make things easier. Also, we have great episodes. It was just, I want to take the time right now before we end things. It's a little, it's a day late, but to recognize International Women's Day, La Princesa de Picolandia, because I got called out by one of our listeners because I didn't start with her and i said well she's not a guest she's a host she's part of the show i was just yeah. recognizing our guests so but all glory goes to la princesa de picolandia who adds flavor and for those i mean look we all know there's a lot of dodger podcasts and there's this is not i'm not taking shots but how much female presence is on those other podcasts that you guys listen to that have dodgers on them so if you if you if you let us know which ones. If not, we have a female perspective on the show and we're very happy for it and we promote it and uh, we're all about diversity on this program. So that being said, I'm going to give the last word to La Princesa. Uh, happy belated International Women's Day. That's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It's always a, a good time to hang out with you. And I'm going to apologize ahead of time if I say something that... Um, offends you both or hurts your feelings and this is also applies to alonso i don't mean it i come from love i try not to take myself too seriously and um i will do my best to represent bleed los especially <laughs> this weekend in arizona that's right everybody <laughs> look for the clear bag look for the clear i can't wait to see what the giveaway is for these games <laughs> so uh that being said, this has been uh, Yo Asido Su Servidor, Juan Ramirez. De parte de mis colegas, Alicia and Babyface. Nos vemos para la próxima. This episode of the Bleed Lust Podcast has been brought to you by betonline.ag, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.